Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the declaration of independence in the other he's sean thompson and this is the Sean Thompson Show. Average, the average retirement fund in this country this month lost $6,500. The plot that is afoot is a simple plot if you just step back and try not to get aggravated at your own circumstance, which is very difficult when these political whores are in charge destroying the quality of our life. It's very difficult to do. But if you step back, you can see it. That is to normalize government sustenance, therefore establishing the mindset of a slave, a collective, where you now stop questioning, you now stop thinking you are a citizen with rights rather than a citizen who is in on, on a team. And it's your team versus the other team rather than realizing what the country is about. It's you, baby against everybody there is no team it's you and in this country what made it so successful and what made so many of your families have legacies and successes was that it was them not a team they've got you believing that there's a good guy and a bad guy they're bad guys simple because the republicans response to this 33 year old bimbo who knows nothing nothing she is a 33 year old idiot who is telling the people of America that her interpretation of truth is the only truth you're allowed to speak in this country. Now the game's over now. Let's stop pretending we are our representatives because I don't hear, I want to swear, I don't hear Durbin from the Republicans, not Durbin. But there's one thing that must you must realize. In every totalitarian hellhole around the world and throughout history, it has in place in its government an intimidation wing, a Gestapo wing. They could give it any name they want. So I don't really know what this 33-year-old bimbo's official title is. But from this day forward, she will be referred to as the propaganda czar. She is the Goebbels of America. And I'm going to tell you something right now. A government that cannot defend itself with the truth needs an enforcement wing. To protect the lies it's built upon. That's a quote from me. Put it on the back of a shirt. Because that's what we're living in. This is a house of lies. Every damn thing that this government says is a lie. The Dow's down 935. You think they're worried about it? This is the social justice. How dare you think you're entitled to your own money? They're going to erode it away the whole time. You're hoping, hoping for a little chance. Very smart man when I was a kid. Started trading. I didn't have two nickels. My first day, I had $435 in my trading account. Nervous is not even the right word. 
frightened, knowing you're a trade away from bankruptcy. And I ground it out. I ground it out. I was very careful. My guy guys making fun of me. One lots, two lots. If you didn't know what I'm talking about, it's one or two trades versus hundreds. And a guy told me, you know how you know you're a loser? When you're hoping to get even. When you're hoping to get even, you're already a loser. First thing you do when you find yourself in a hole, put the shovel down. The problem is we're not in control of the shovel. And I've got to listen to these idiots, these female, male, transgender freaks tell me right from wrong and then tell me that the only opinion I can have is the one that they share. That's how you know this is no longer America. So let's get it over with. It's the USSA. And this feeble fascist scumbag is going to ride it into the dirt because this is a glimpse at who's in charge. Children. Children. You want to call them ideologues? I don't care what you call them. Call them what they really are. The Fourth Reich. They are fascist scum. So from now on, let's get rid of that old little thing when the president came in. Let's give them the right music. Boy, isn't that true? You can stop on gay. You can stop on gay because, you know, they like musicals. These children, these children who want to see Disney turn into the manhole. They like musicals. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. Not bad, fascist scum. Not bad at all. Carry a tune. You're a lot better at singing than you are at thinking, you dimwit. Because this is her from election year. Which groups specifically are considered at this point the biggest threat, uh, most likely to cause civil unrest at or around election day? Well, Jim, I think with the president's remarks at the debate last Tuesday night, encouraging all of his supporters to go and watch, Mm -hmm. along with the Trump campaign's recruitment of election observers in a very strange and militarized way, calling it the Trump army and asking supporters to enlist, I think there's a general concern about Trump supporters potentially showing up armed to the polls and these sorts of voter suppression, voter intimidation, that's illegal everywhere. You mean like... When Obama was running the first time and the Black Liberation Mafia did it, they, turned, they, they, they now changed. It's BLM. Used to be the Black Liberation Mafia or morons or morphodites, whatever their name was. You mean like that when they were intimidating the people? Or do you mean these kind of idiots, these children like yourself, so wrapped up, so spoiled, so living on someone else's dollar, they're immune to facts and reality. You guys regret voting for Biden? I regret Biden as opposed to Trump? No. No sane person would. I, I would prefer that Orange never steps foot in any government office again. Well, are you satisfied with the way things are panning out? Are you out? satisfied? The all of them insane and trying to destroy American democracy? Yeah. How are they trying to destroy democracy? Um, I... Everybody's got a freaking lisp. It's disgraceful, I'll tell you that much. Here's the problem. They're living on the, on the dole. These are the kids that want their college for free. They had no intention of paying it anyway. And their fathers and their mothers, they're deadbeats too. So there's no excuse for this. And if you think I'm wrong, we could listen to Jen Psaki 
lie to your face with her orange lipstick and her bad dye job. We could do that. But I more prefer to look what's going on as we are, are sinking into the quicksand of socialist, Marxist, fascist, Democrat failure and feudalism. This is what's going on on the other side of the fence. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with oh another God. video. In today's video, we're going to discuss all things money. And I'm talking about guaranteed income program, tax rebates, stimulus payments, a giveaway, Woo! and more. Now, if you're more, my darling, the guaranteed income program, this is a monthly, no strings attached, cash Free payment money, given baby. directly to individuals like you. All right, now in some states, it's unconditional, meaning there are no work requirements. And then in other states, you're going to have to do a little bit some extra, Ooh, right? You're, you're going to have to work a little bit. The guaranteed income program is that everyone should have enough money to meet their basic needs. And a guaranteed income program is intended to supplement, not replace existing benefits. So if you want to know where the money reside, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel... Hi, hello, hey friends. My name is Shalay, and here on this channel we discuss shopping, saving, and everything in between. I would love to have you a part of my internet family. Super easy, right? Click so now you click the button. She's got, I don't know, seven, eight hundred thousand followers. She's making a fortune. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Propagandizing the welfare system. And every time I watch the video, she's in a new abode. It seems to be splendid. A lot of a lot of fancy stuff comes with this lifestyle. And guess where it's really, really prevalent? You know, I get a lot of blowback. Why don't you fight for Illinois? Why don't you fight for Chicago? How many people know just who's on the dole and how many people qualify for it? We are headed to the Windy City. What's up, Chicago, where applications are now open for $500 payments to thousands. And when I say thousands, thousands of low-income families. Now, Chicago Guaranteed Income Program has already started accepting applications we talked about this program for weeks now. So if you're not what low putting your application for. in, I don't know what to say to you, okay? This is one of the largest pilot programs in the United States. And it will cost the city about $31 million. Now, eligibility... Uh, drop in the bucket. Now, here's the other thing. If the Democrat lifestyle, policies, and utopia is so wonderful, why do they always need this? Always need the increase. Why? Because it's not. They don't want you to know it. And they're just searching to see where your number is before you take your underwear off. For this program includes a pandemic hardship where you are making less than 250% of the federal poverty level, which is about $58,000 for a family of three. Now, $58,000. You get $500 a month for nothing. Now, you think they're going to vote to take that away? You think they're going to vote Republican? Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to give away this free money you're giving me. Yeah, it's a real character issue. Problem is, you're living in a sewer that doesn't have any, because this is nation, this is statewide. Wait, do you hear what Pritzker's doing? Applicants, you must be a Chicago resident. You must be at least 18 years old or older. But the biggest thing is, you must have experienced some type of economic hardship related to COVID-19. Oh, there's a lot of sob stories out there. A lot of sob stories. My uncle, 380 pounds of uselessness, dead. My aunt. 427 pounds of sandwich making love dead hardship i got hardship and families will be chosen by lottery each family selected will get 500 dollars for one full year this is 12 months an additional six thousand dollars now according to the mayor yeah you better do the math honey because most of these people went to schools and they're having a hard time with the word ask they're definitely not going to be do 
be able to do the 500 a month year long. This is a way to support like the communities and the households that were hit hardest by the pandemic, as well as with dignity and build them as they work to eradicate poverty. So I love it, guys. Now, applications will close on May 13th, but Whew. also in Illinois, because weeks. Illinois is just like doing big things. All right. Here the governor go. and a few Illinois Democrats have written to the budget direct payments for working class families as well. Ooh. Now, this includes like a sales tax discount as uh -huh. well as a gasoline and grocery purchase discount. Each individual adult will be eligible for a check up to $50 with households receiving an additional $100 per child up to three children. So in essence, you can get an additional $350. See, I can do match, squirrel hands. Right? I had earned you money. have to file your taxes. And for a single filers making less than 200000 you would qualify. And then for $200,000, you get to be on the cheese. This is a character problem. The numbers are steep. The numbers are high. The numbers are almost big enough to offset the failure of these corrupt mafia oligarch scum of the Fourth Reich. Sooner or later, you're going to need this money. Because the costs to just live in their world, nobody can afford it. See, it's very expensive to be rich. It's more expensive to survive in a socialist sewer. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle. This is how they normalized welfare with Obamacare. Subsidies. So that you wouldn't pay attention to its unmitigated failure. The collapse of your healthcare system. And now you're stuck with this garbage where there's only doctors in it and nurses for the most part that can bend knee to the government. Because they can't afford to stay in business while fighting the government. 3.4 million warrantless searches by the FBI. Now who do you think that they're looking at? Who do you think they're looking at? They're looking at people like me who knows what they are. They're in on the scam. That's why Hunter Biden, the Democrats scum, the ballot harvesting, they like it because their budget gets increased in all this shenanigans. Just keep printing it up. And the people who would normally wiggle against it are struggling in your economy that is made to fail because you're not paying enough. Never forget this. This is an important clip from yesterday. Celia Rouse, an economic chair for the Biden administration. You're, you're drowning in what it's costing you to go to work. All they got to do is slow cooking socialism, slow cooking welfare. 200000 a year? And you qualify for this? We know that uh, when we're consuming fossil fuels, we're not paying nearly the cost uh, that is uh, generating from the social perspective. So the private cost I pay even at the pump um, is not reflecting the social cost of the emissions from my car. You've got to pay the social cost. They're figuring out how to give you enough money so you sit on your fat ass at home and become a Democrat. That's what they're doing. Because once you are, it's over. The vast majority, you know, people always say, oh, you know, you're, you're attacking certain neighborhoods and certain minorities. The vast majority of people on the government dole are Caucasoids. The vast majority. This isn't anything to do with race. This is character because they understand once a family lives on it, it goes to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And that's how you get a Democrat base of voters for a party versus recognizing the failure. 
I mean, you'd have to read the paper. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it here. He's perfectly uh, okay. competent mentally. I don't know if he's think it's competent. It's debatable. There's been no indication whatsoever that he has not. Played. I've seen clips of him, like, shaking hands with the air. Like anyone, he's got some ups doing something's okay, I guess. What do you like that he's doing, or what do you think is okay? Um, it's a good question. Maybe not. Maybe not. He's paying you. He's paying bribing votes. And then he's taking our money and giving it to oligarchs that bribed him for a decade. And they fast track it through and mums the word. Michael, Southside. Good afternoon, Sean. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Yeah, we're in an argument right now about this. Do you want to know something, Michael? I'm glad you said it. I'm in an argument right now with my college daughter who wants to take advantage of all of this nonsense, and I refuse. And I argue about paying it. Don't get me wrong. And at a certain point, she's like, everybody's doing it. And this is the argument you're going to have with your loved ones, with your family. This is what happens when they erode a character of a citizen to make him part of a collective. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm sure your daughter will thank you in a few years down the road. Yeah, not for the next few um, months. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you talk about a scam. So Mayor Lightfoot is giving away government money to a lot of deadbeats out there with the uh, the guaranteed income program and this whole transportation card thingy. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, I, I read a story on Block Club Chicago. Uh, Amundsen High School's uh, baseball team doesn't have the money to fix up his muddy field, and they, 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 they're not even able to play on it. And I was thinking, well, what the heck? Are the people on the north side that liberal that they're willing to watch this scam take place while they're being denied something? These are, the same, these are the same Democrats that want you to believe that the tragedy and the violence that's going on in Ukraine should somehow warrant fast-tracking $70 billion. Well, it, was it yeah. Marist High School yesterday? I had the bite somewhere. There's a shooting right at the high school and during a baseball game. Oh, a machine gun. St. Rita High School. St. Rita. St. Rita High School. Machine gun. Yeah. And you want me to believe that Ukraine's where the violence and the atrocities and the crimes are going on, war crimes. you got war crimes right now in the sewer of Chicago. You know what? You better pray it stays cold. It's the only way you'll have your numbers down this week. You know how much I like the call. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate you taking time. Thank you. Uh, Tommy G. Valparaiso. Hey, Sean. See that tech wreck in the stock market today? I, I hope all 88 million people voted for him, get what they wanted as they retire. Well, they, listen, the reality is the vast majority of the people that voted for Joe Biden aren't looking at their own investments. They're looking to get in on the scam. I wanted to ask you this, Tommy G, because I have to tell you, I'm ignorant today. I had a million things going on. What did all of the soybeans and the wheat and the corn and the, and, and, and the pork bellies and the live cattle and the hogs, what did they do today? Yeah, uh, uh, grains were down at the end end of the month. There was a little selling. But for the month, I'll give you some facts. Corn was up 80 cents on the month. Beans were up 86. Wheat was up 56 all across the board. Board of Trade, KC, Minneapolis. On the hogs and cattle, they're actually trading down as those farmers uh, have to get used to these new higher prices. So for the month, cattle were down a lot. Hogs were down a lot. Pigs were down a lot. And the NASDAQ had its worst month since 08. How's that for a wrap-up? Tommy G, I love it. Thank you very much, my financial consultant on markets, because the reality is when you hear that corn and wheat and they're up 80 cents a month, the, the devastation in the future that will be caused because of this idiot will last longer than his 
repu- than his legacy of failure. The failure he does today, these first 16, 15 months, it will stretch out for decades. 312 642 5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. AM 560. The answer. Is that Joe Cocker? Joe Cocker wouldn't take any of this. Did you know that it's menthol? Menthol! Damn you, menthol! By the way, on your new welfare roach system, you can get all the pot you want. That's good for you. Because this kind of Soviet system needs you high and stupid and lazy. And boy, oh boy, do they have a head start on us. Jim, Chicago. Yeah, hi, Sean. How are you? I'm thinking about comprehensive health care and child care eventually. But it works in 37 other countries beautifully. Jim, let me ask you. I've got relatives. You sound like a drinker, though. Jim, you sound like you spent a lot of years drinking, eating sandwiches. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, why do I got to pay for I, your I fat ass? Drinking. You're right about that. Why, why I do I got to pay for your fat ass? But because every country in the world pays for health care. Where do you have one left there? Oh, shut up. I hate these Democrats from Chicago. Big, fat slob sitting in a municipal truck. He's got the baloney breasts. He's drinking every night. And I got to pay for his health care. No, I don't think so. I don't want you. Why don't you Democrats get together and do it? Ooh, I think it's going to work. I think if all of you Democrats, all of you, get together and you form your own little country, you have your own little tax schemes, your own little health care, your own little system. I'd like that. You live amongst yourselves. But we all know how that turns out. Turns out like the sewer of Chicago, where before you know it, Jim's neighbor living for Jim. Oh, yeah. Paying his property taxes to pay his magic mystical pension that he pretends he earned while he was getting the, those those baloney breasts and that drinking problem under control. Or should I say perfecting it? See, that doesn't work. And those 37 other countries, their health care all sucks. Because what you don't pay for with money, you pay for with incompetence and time. See, that's why the prime minister before the drama king in Canada he had to go to Mayo Clinic for his heart surgery because the prime minister couldn't get it in Canada. But they give you health care. You know, it's why you see a lot of plates in Florida, Ontario, Canada, all over the place. You know why they come here? It's not just for the sun. It's for the health care because the health care in these places suck. But we all knew it. People are spending their own money. I, I don't know how third parties can say it's too much. Well, ironically, Rahm Emanuel's uh, brother, who's a doctor, uh, has on board for this whole Obamacare thing. But really, he, he, he revealed why Americans spend more. Uh, Americans uh, don't, when they go to a hospital, they are in private or semi-private rooms more often than in countries on government uh, uh, health care. And so instead of being in a ward, uh, you're in your own private or semi-private room. It costs more. Uh, you know, American doctors are more... You know, that's what we need, these municipal guys. Go sit in the ward, the basement of the hospital on your cot. Here, that's free. Morons, I can't wait for them to get what they want. Just ask an actual Cuban, an actual Cuban, how great it is to have government health care. Because when they go to the hospital, they have to bring their own pillows. And they don't have my pillows. They got to bring their own sheets. They don't have Giza Dream bed sheets. They got to bring their own soap. And you know what else they got to bring? Their own aspirin. Because they don't have any. That's what it looks like. I can't wait for these slobs to get what they want. Jim, take a walk tonight in Chicago, by the way. Readily available. Uh, there is less waiting time. Uh, some people prefer to pay in money and other in waiting time. Now, when you have a painful disease and the government tells you it's a, there's a six-month waiting list, 
uh, that you're, you're paying in a different way. And why isn't any of the big pharma companies, why aren't they based in these hubs of healthcare utopia? Why? Because there's no money in it. That's why, Jim, you moron. Now just sit back. What is it? What's the date today? 29? Ooh, you might be getting your check tomorrow. John, Milwaukee. <laughs> Hello. And I'm going to tell you one thing, Sean, before I start. At 7 o'clock, hopefully my blood pressure will go down. Hopefully yours right. too, sir. No, I, I'm like, uh, I sleep like this. Ask Bunny. I, I, I send her stuff in the middle of the night. Go ahead. <laughs> whether it's your child, whether it's the $500 free everything, or whether it's this idiot singing who's supposed to be in terms of uh, I think Mary Poppins was, I, I think Mary Poppins was a tramp on the weekends. Anyway, I never liked that Mary Poppins. This, never bought it with the umbrella. I think she was a whore on the weekends, but go ahead. This is because of our uh, education system. My sister, God rest her soul, was a teacher. I looked at the papers. I said, what is this? The spelling's bad, no punctuation, sentence structure is horrible. We don't want to hurt their self-esteem. Okay. So this was uh, probably 10, 15 years ago. And one more thing. I am pushing 70. I worked my whole life. I worked my back end off. Yeah. I worked, I worked, I worked, and then I worked some more. Right. There are people I know, and you know them yourself. Now, later on in life, oh, I can't afford this. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. You know what you are, Sean? You are lucky. I am lucky. I, it's not that I went into work on a Saturday or, or did extra when they asked me because somebody had to watch a basketball game or a baseball game because they were, quote, sick, unquote. But I was the idiot. John, you, you wanna, Sean, will, you will have the last laugh. I hope so. You know why their big push is what? Four-day weeks. Four days. They only work four days. Yeah. You, you have a kid, both the mother and the father, go home for six months, all the rest of it. Why? Because they know once you break a person's character, once you break their ethics, you've got them forever. And they will take anything. They will put up with any corruption as long as they get their sustenance from government. We call them Democrat strongholds and ghettos. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call very much. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, no time. You know, no You're obviously putting your groceries away. Go ahead. What else you got? Yeah, I just stuck them in the... Okay. So um, my question, you know, when you see how fast these uh, dumb rats are moving and, and left us to destroy this place and do everything they possibly can, this latest thing with the, uh, you know, uh, uh, this stuff, Mary Poppins basically taking over and uh, making sure we, we, we can't say, say anything are. that goes against... Pro yeah, propaganda yeah. Now, here's... So here's the question. You know, they're moving at such a rate. Is there going to be anything to save or to work with, in, even in the midterm, much less talking about 2024? Oh, come on, These the people are moving at light speed. Is Craig, there going to be anything left to take? I got Dinesh D'Souza coming on at 5.05. Do you know why they're working okay. like this? And they're, they're driving it because they stole it. And they can't believe every morning that they wake up and they got away with it. That's why they're, they're, they're destroying the fundamental principles of Americanism. They have to. Because they know they're illegitimate, these rat bastards. Thanks, Craig, for the phone call. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Nice. Groovy. It's Austin Powers. No, I know. It was in 
Austin Powers. That's a man, baby. Uh, Naperville Food Truck Festival. It's coming back to Naperville May 7th, a week from tomorrow, at the Naper Settlement. It's open to all ages. Enjoy over 25 of the area's best food trucks. There will also be a live DJ, face painting, beer garden. Be like the good old days. Hopefully no one will get shot. Visit uh, everbright.com forward slash Naperville Food Truck Festival to get your tickets today. It's only five bucks. Seems like a value. Tom and Aurora. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's up, buddy? I got the greatest news you're going to hear. You got it in some. <laughs> Biggest fraud on the American people since 1933. Which one is this? now? There's hey, been a lot, so go ahead. Okay, okay, this is this is this is your straw man that we've uh-huh. heard a little bit about. We're like, what is a straw man? All right. And here's the deal. Uh-huh. When you're born and your mother signs a birth certificate, if you look at it, they sign as an informant. And they don't know it, but you're giving your child as a ward of the state. And at that time, a million dollar bond a $2 million insurance policy is bought and put into the SESTI-Q trust account. All right, we got to do a little research on this because, first of yeah, all... No, no, you guys, you guys, you guys can check it out. Who's the insurance company? And I'm dead serious about this. Who's the insurance company that's no, going to no. insure everybody? We, we, don't, we, we don't know. We know it's there. And how you access it, it, it you, you know that this is happening. When you get a bill and you have your name in all caps... It's be, you're being given a presentment, a bill, to uh, your trustee. Well, Tom, listen, I'm not saying you're off your rocker, but you're in Aurora, and I think your mayor may be tampering with your water. But let's just do a little research ourselves. Yes. Thank you very much for the phone call. Joe in Willow Springs, you're worth $2 million. Hello. Joe. How are you? Hey, Sean, I'm okay. How about you? Good, good. Hey, now, did you ever get my bumper sticker? I haven't been back to the show in a very long time. I've got a lot of stuff there, I'm sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is I, I had these bumper stickers made that say, honk if you hate Illinois. And people will come up behind me, they'll honk, they'll wave, they'll come by with their <laughs> thumbs up. Never got the finger. So I bought about 60 of them, and I sold a few on eBay. And uh, then I turned around, and anybody that pulls up next to me and says, hey, man, where'd you get that? I say, if you'll put it on your car, I'll give it to you. Ah, you're now, a good guy. Recently, you're in wh- go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, recently I bought a condo down in Florida, Holiday, and um, spent most of uh, the cruelest part of this winter down there. But, good. man, I tell you, I miss Florida. This state yeah. is just a piece of crap. I, I hear you, brother. I hear you. And, you know, you're in Willow Springs. What's the story on that fight that is disgusting and disgraceful? You know what Which I'm talking fight? about? I don't know. Oh, stay tuned. I've got the video tape. Her name is uh, Heaven Washington. She actually was a favorite of ABC News. They did a documentary how she was sticking up for plighted races. She was a CRT proponent. She was going to bring back civility, bring up the level of discussion. Well, she uh, she didn't like a girl. Now, here's the thing about watching this fight. You can't see it because YouTube took it down. Police don't want to comment on it. She outweighs the girl by about 40 pounds. And um, this is the sound of it. See her ass right. Yeah, see her ass Yeah, yeah, get your ass Yeah, yeah, get your ass Yeah. 
Now, to give you an idea, it's hard to play that clip on air because there's a lot of swearing because, you know, they're bringing up the conversation, a lot of civility in the Bureau of Land Management movement and the new modern Democrat social engineering plan. She walks up to a girl coming out of a doorway, pulls her by the hair in a hockey fight, and beats the hell out of this kid. The only one that stuck up for her was another girl that couldn't have weighed 80 pounds as she was getting ravaged, beaten by a girl who not only sucker punched her, but outweighed her by 40 pounds. And you know what's going to happen to her? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it's a disgrace. And it's the new era. John Oak Park. Sean, how are you? Wonderful, John. Great, thank you. Hey, I make my nine-year-old listen to your show every night at dinner, and yeah, it's his birthday today. Some. And I told him, I told him I'd call and ask you to wish him happy birthday. So it'd mean a lot to us here in Oak Park. What's his and, name? Uh, thank you very much for doing what you do, Cameron. All right, ready? Happy yeah, birthday ready. to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Cameron! Happy birthday to you. Make your father get you the hell out of Oak Park, Cameron. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate the call. Tina, Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean. That son of a dog can't make a left turn to save her soul. You're probably behind the Prius. Go ahead. Oh, my God, right? So here's the situation with this uh, health insurance. Think about it for a second. They've taken over. They've taken over our complete medical care. The health insurance premiums are 300% more since Obama. No one can afford them. Four. Not affordable. Then then what do they do? They uh, negotiate with the hospitals so that, you know, like a colonoscopy costs $14,000, and then they barter it down to whatever. And so in between that and the pharmaceuticals, now you've got all the doctors are on the take. You can't even get a doctor to prescribe anything. And a do- any doctor that would advertise or, or force you to do something against your will is not a doctor. They're a propagandist. But here's the thing, Tina. When you drive past that Prius, you give them the finger from me, all right? Say it's from the Sean Thompson Show. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate it. We'll be back after this, and I got a guest for you, boy. Woo, you're going to love it after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So I have to tell you, I've had the pleasure of meeting our next guest. When I met him, I let him know that I loved his writing. He's written over 20 books that I'm aware of. Some of the best books, when people ask me books I read, I read this author religiously. His story of his life, his appreciation of America, is something that makes you proud of him, even if you aren't related to him. It's a wonderful thing. He's a wonderful man. And what he's done now is answer so many of the nagging questions we all had but moreover, calm us of the feeling we also share. It's obvious to me, as I did election coverage that night on these airwaves, that this election is illegitimate. I cannot wait to see the movie. It's called 2,000 Mules. His name is Dinesh D'Souza. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for that gracious introduction. Wow. No, well, listen, I'm sure you remember meeting me at Freedom Summit. I know it was the highlight of the evening. I was watching your face, and you weren't too excited about anybody else. 
No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> well, listen, no, I'm delighted to have this conversation, and of course I couldn't be more excited about this movie, which opens next week. So this is a feeling that we've had since the, the count was shut off. I was doing election coverage. I was doing it on these airwaves. It was Bruce Dumont, Beyond the Beltway. He was kind enough to ask me to do it. I was doing it until midnight Chicago time, maybe 1230. At that time, we had a guest on in California. We were talking about the sheer numbers, and he said it at that time. It's a mathematical, not just anomaly, it would be an impossibility. Machines go off four hours later. I've got this dimwit and diapers soiling the Oval Office. So it's, it's, it's nagged at me ever since, and I knew there was something wrong. And I am so glad you did this work. Now tell us a little bit about what you found. Well, the film is called 2000 Mules. It's based on the research of an election intelligence organization known as True the Vote. And um, what True the Vote did, uh, I think a kind of genius move, is they said, is there a way to settle the issue of what really happened? Uh, if there was mass cheating, is there a way to find out? And they realized that if there was mass cheating, it probably would have occurred where the rules were different, where the rules had changed because of COVID, the mushrooming of all these mail-in drop boxes. Suddenly you have um, all these mail-in ballots by the tens of millions flying all over the place. And so what Truth the Vote did was they bought uh, what is called cell phone geo-tracking data uh, in all the key states in the weeks leading up to the election. So October 1 to Election Day, they bought the data in Atlanta, uh, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Detroit, and Philadelphia, the five places where this election was decided. And what they were looking for is mules. And now we got to pause for a moment because a mule is a paid operative who is hired to deliver fraudulent votes into a mail-in drop box. And these mules, if they were in fact doing this, would be going on routes. They'd be doing multiple drop boxes. And so what True the Vote did is they said, okay, we don't care if somebody went to two drop boxes because there could be an innocent reason for that. We're going to pick a big number. And that is we're going to try to identify any cell phone that is stopping at 10 or more drop boxes because there is no conceivable reason that anyone would need to do that, let alone in the middle of the night. And so this was the search algorithm. You're searching through the cell phone data. And by the way, you can buy this data. It's the data. Our cell phones have these apps inside of them. Uh, and the apps reveal your location. That's why when you go to the mall, you get a notification. You know, there's a special going on in the Apple store. Well, how do they know where you are? Well, they're tracking your phones. It's the same data analyzed in the same way. And, and what True the Vote found was that there is a giant amount of mules, over 2,000 of them, in these five key critical states that are being deployed on a regular basis to dump illegal ballots in mail-in drop boxes. Now, this would be stunning and amazing by itself, this kind of um, electronic uh, way of figuring out something. But what makes it even more crushing is that True the Vote then went ahead and asked for surveillance video. Now, not all the states, but some of them, um, Georgia and Arizona and Michigan, have some surveillance video. They had surveillance cameras outside these drop boxes. And we're talking about the official surveillance of the states themselves. And the beauty of this, and this is what, as a movie maker, caught my attention, 
you can actually see the criminals in the act. You can see these mules in hoodies. They jump out of the car. It's 3 in the morning. They look left. They look right. Make sure no one's watching. Sneak over to the drop box. They're wearing gloves. You know, they, they, they drop these ballots one after the other in the drop box. Then they take a photo, which is really interesting because that's how they get paid. They take a photo, not of themselves, not a selfie, but a photo of the ballots going in the drop box. So who does that, right? Well, you do that if you want to prove that you were there and you need to be getting money for this illegal operation. So all of this is not only provable, it's on camera. Now, I could be wrong, but as you mentioned, these states, they have another common denominator that I think of. I might be missing one or two, but aren't these also the states where the court system circumvented the state legislature to change those rules? Well, the COVID rules, of course, were varied in all these states, but the areas we're talking about, look, they're, they're, they have the common feature that they're democratic strongholds. They're the urban areas in democratic states. Now, some of them, like Georgia, do have a Republican governor, Kemp, and a Republican um, uh, secretary of state, uh, Raffensperger. There's a Republican attorney general in Arizona, Brnovich. But for the most part, you have Democratic secretaries of state, Democratic attorneys general. And so, yes, there were a lot of changes of rules under COVID. And I, I submit that this heist could not have taken place if those changes hadn't been made. If Mark Zuckerberg hadn't poured $400 million in which he arm twisted a lot of these cities and counties. Hey, listen, if you want my money, you better put up all these mail and drop boxes and make sure you got a bunch of them in the urban areas. So this heist was enabled by the changing of those rules, but, but, but even that doesn't prove the heist. The beauty of this movie is that you can actually, it's like a flashback to election day and to the days before the election with early voting, and you can actually see the mules in action, and that's what causes people to jump out of their seats. You know, I've, I've read so many of your books, and they're all fantastic. One of my favorites is Stealing America. It was in that book, the correlation you made, between how street gangs run and how the Democrat mafia runs. It's very similar, the very similar ideology and the very similar faux virtue where they feel they're entitled to this kind of crime because it's not really a crime. It's what's best for everybody. Do you think that's kind of the right philosophical ideology that people use to do something in this caliber to change the course and the trajectory of this nation? Um, what they think is back on track, what obvious is a failure to anybody who isn't in on the scam. Well, that's a very, I mean, I'm kind of chuckling as you're saying this, because although I'm very proud of that book, and it's perhaps my most autobiographical book, Stealing America, describes my days sort of in the confinement center and some epiphanies that came to me then. But you're quite right. It's the mentality that um, this is a, a Democratic Party that has a gangster streak to it. I mean, we saw it with Antifa and BLM and the way in which the Democrats were almost proud of having their own street militia. Well, guess what? One of the very startling and I think um, revelations of this movie is that there is a big overlap, a proven overlap between the rioters in Antifa and BLM on the one hand and the mules on the other. In other words, if you want to know where the left and the Democratic Party are getting their thugs, the foot soldiers. That's where. And how do I know? I can tell you how I know that, but it's clearly demonstrated in the movie. Yeah, well, I want to wait for the movie because uh, you and me might be watching that together. But anyway, I wanted to say to you th that what Trump did, what he invoked in so many people, Republican or Democrat, is he allowed them to cheat him because in their minds it was the best for 
society. And this was the problem. This was my fear going into the election. Although I couldn't imagine there would be somebody dumb enough to not know the political prostitution Joe Biden had perfected over five decades. Trump was the perfect person to cheat because he had all of the Democrats, 70% of the Republicans, that needed him to lose. And you see the military-industrial complex benefiting from that theft. You see Big Pharma benefiting from that theft. You see all of the oligarchs here in America. They're right back, baby. Now, sure, life is terrible for the ordinary man, but they've never been the concern. It's always the control they were after. And Trump was the, the thing in the way of that. And I think that's why we are in this position, because I keep waiting for good guys to show up. You know, I'm, I'm over 50, although I look fantastic. I'm over 50, and I keep waiting for somebody to come in and arrest Joe Biden and say, okay, the nightmare is over. Let's get back to making things good again. But that's not really going to happen. And now we are all hinging our hopes on this next election. What's to stop what you found from happening again? Very, those are very sobering thoughts. And, and you know, typically, uh, now this is going to be my sixth documentary. And, um, and, and people will sometimes tell me, hey, Dinesh, your movies are so unique because at the end, everybody stands up and applauds. I've never seen that happen in the theater. But that won't happen with this movie because uh, I'm not going for the rah-rah at the end. I think there's going to be like dead silence in the theater and everyone's going to sit there for three minutes and say nothing as they digest what they've just seen and the implications of it. But yes, uh, the point I want to make to add to what you said is the fact that I think there are lots of people on the left who think that Trump is enough of a fascist in their view or a Nazi that it would be legitimate in their eyes to cheat. So I think, for example, if I take this evidence in the movie and I'm doing an accompanying book, I walk into the New York Times and I say, okay, guys, I'll show you all the evidence. I'll answer to your complete satisfaction all the questions you have. They would look at it. They would realize right away that everything I'm showing them is true and not one word of it would be printed the next day in the paper in the morning. Why not? I mean, you have to ask, how can people live with themselves if they know that they are brazen liars. And I think the answer has to be that they feel that they are preventing a greater evil, that the ends justify the means, that lying is okay, rigging an election is okay, coordinated cheating is okay, because got to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. Right. And this is, this is how you see the breaking of the integrity and the character of a nation. And to me, once it's broken, you can repair it, but it's like a crystal vase. There's always going to be cracks in it, and it's never going to be the same. And I'm curious to know, because you are, I have such respect for your intellect. What do you predict for America in the future? Well, I think it's one of those cases where we're, we're on the edge, right? We could go either way. And, and, and what is working against us is that the left has a real cultural monopoly. And this is why they were able, for example, to impose this rather you know, broad regime of censorship. Now, the beauty of what Elon Musk has done at Twitter is simply this. For censorship to work, you kind of need all the platforms. Why? Because you know, in the old Soviet Union, you were the government, you controlled everything, and you didn't need anything else because all you needed was the state. But here, the state has to work in conjunction with these private platforms. Well, they've got Facebook in their pocket, and they've got YouTube in their pocket, and they thought they had Twitter, but in kind of 
marches Elon Musk and he sort of pries it out of their claws. And that's why they're writhing and screaming, because it's not that they're being victimized. No one is restricting or deplatforming them, but they're being deprived of the joy of restricting and deplatforming others, including they would love to, me, because the kind of message of this movie is so explosive that they want to make sure that it doesn't get out. And the reality is, at the same time, because I like to celebrate that, too. I mean, you know, give me, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of that, even though I have railed against Elon Musk's um, rent-seeking, subsidized fortune in the, in the past. I love the fact that he now is going to be the good guy. But a government that cannot defend itself with the truth needs to enforce the lies it's built upon. We now, almost 72 hours after the good news, have a propaganda czar. I don't know what her official title is, but she's a 33-year-old Fourth Reich member. And I didn't think that was possible in this country. Why don't I hear any well, <laughs> Republican saying this cannot exist? No, I mean, but there's an element in it. I mean, there's an element in it that's scary, right, because it's the Department of Homeland Security. But there's also an element in it that's comic. I mean, you've got this Harry Potter super fan who is an obvious room temperature IQ twit. And what possibly, I mean, when you put her up against Elon Musk, this is basically a gnat against an elephant. So, so I'm not sure how scared we should be of this, you know, sheer dingbat. Uh, because uh, unless, of course, she has the power of the Homeland Security forces and SWAT teams behind her, uh, we're just dealing with a pathetic effort on the part of a flailing administration to control something that has now slipped out of their control. I think you also described Joe Biden, and that's the part that frightens me. They got a lot of power, these, these rat bastards. But I wanted to ask you, you had a, a, um, um, a friend of mine in your documentary, and uh, I was wondering if Dennis Prager mentioned me at all during the taping and if you left it in the film. You know, that's um, he did not. And I, I think this is a terrible omission. And you need to make an angry phone call to that yeah. guy. It's the last free uh, cigar I give an important that role in the movie. I got to say, I love Dennis Prager. Me too. And interestingly, at the beginning of the movie, he was very skeptical. In fact, he was not sure he wanted to even come and see the evidence. He was so I'm, I'm kind of over that. Uh, but when he saw what we showed him, and the cool thing is in the movie, we filmed their spontaneous reaction as, as the Salem hosts like Gorka and Charlie Kirk and Larry Elder and Prager were seeing the evidence. Uh, we recorded how they responded to it, because I think it's going to reflect how people in the audience will respond. It actually makes the movie much more interesting. You're not only watching the evidence, you're watching intelligent people, not of the same mindset, uh, react to the evidence. Well, you're two of my favorite intellectuals in a dwindling group, so I want to thank you very much, not just for coming on my show, but for doing this along with all that you do to save this country. From the bottom of my heart and the legacy of my patriotic family, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That means so much. And if I may say, by the way, the movies, in, because it's in theaters and so on, you can't go to the theater and buy a ticket. Everything operates out of the website, which is just 2,000 mules, the number 2,000 mules.com. That's where you get a DVD. That's where you can sign up for a virtual premiere. You can order a digital download. Uh, you, can, you can find out what theater it's playing at and buy a ticket, but you've got to do it all on the website, 2,000 mules.com. My people, I've been doing that read for about a week now. My people... They, they're all in. I think we sold a lot. I think you're going to be proud of the Chicago numbers, and uh, I'll do my best to knuckle them under, okay? I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. To, so, so much, Dinesh. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll be, we'll be back with your calls and comments. AM 560.
answer. It's Friday. But I do remember it for some reason. All right, let's go to lines. If you want to be on the line, 312-642-5600. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. (laughs) Yeah, he got 81 million votes. Sure he did. Jennifer, Lena. Sean, it's Friday. Yes, it is. This, uh, in this you, you give me a Joe war. Biden test? It is Friday, and it's April. It is. The rest, I've yeah. already done better than anybody in government can do. Go ahead. So I, f- I have to say that I'm on after Dinesh D'Souza. What an honor. And it's Dan Prof's 50th birthday. Wow. Yeah, he's aging terribly, though. Have you seen him? <laughs> Word. He looks like he could be my father. Go ahead. So in this fog of war of everything that's been happening, I've learned to look at things from different perspectives. And one of the things that has helped me is to look at who is getting attacked. So General Flynn was one who was taken down in just such a an insane way. So I kind of know he's a good guy. Likewise, Dinesh, they threw that guy in prison. For, he went in, know, And here's the other thing, he, for a campaign contribution, and him right, and absolutely. Wesley Snipes... Yeah. Him and Wesley Snipes did four times what shooters in uh, uh, gangbanger Absolutely. shooters in Chicago do. So yeah, it's obvious, yeah. you know, where the where the attention is on. But go ahead. Yeah. So that's so that's one of my you know ways to help discern everything. Right. And so I look at who's censored and who's attacked. I don't know if you saw the movie, the Deep Rig movie, no. but Jovan Hutton Pulitzer and Bobby Python are in were in that movie, and okay. they have the goods on election integrity. Right. And they have been attacked. Um, right. I gotta say, are you always this puppy? You know, maybe you should visit a Starbucks. You're bringing me down, kid. Bringing me down. I got a certain rhythm. I got. No, I have right. good. I have good news for you. So right, I'm calling ahead. to invite you to Bobby Python's event. Go to bobbypython.com, May 20th. General Flynn is coming. Bobby Python, he's a U.S. Senate candidate. He has the goods on election integrity. And is it in Naples, Florida? And... Sorry. Is it in Naples, Florida? No, it's well, near O'Hare. Then I can't go. He's a U.S. Senate candidate. Oh, oh, you're in Florida. I was wondering about that. Yeah, so you're remote. It, yeah, not really. <gasps> well, fly up. It's my fly up. People are coming. People Illinois are coming from all over the country. State, not a destination. Thank you, though, Jennifer. I wish you all the Come, best of luck. It's a Friday night. And by the it way, election integrity and Illinois. Whew, I, I, yeah. That's a rough one. But thank you. I appreciate it very much. They like the cheat because after all. Don't forget what Illinois is. 400000 for joint filer families as well. They're going to suspend like the grocery tax until July 1st of 2023. And then the state's fuel tax um, will no longer be raised as well. They're going to keep it capped at a certain amount. And that will go through January of 2023. But like I said, Chicago is just doing big things out here. So you can possibly get a check for $350 Or maybe you can get chosen in the lottery for $500. Okay, I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Come on, man. Think they're going to vote Republican? (laughs) Good luck, baby. Rob Beverly. Hey, Sean. Elon Musk posted a picture um, of how the left shifted ideologies over the years. 
and it really pissed off a lot of liberals, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's entirely true. His graph is um, the right hasn't really moved much, and the left has gone out of whack. We all know that. But here, here's how modern American politics work. The right responds to the left's stupidity. That's what it is. It's yeah. as simple as that. So, Rob, there, it, there, is a, hilarious, there is a bright spot that I am truly enjoying, and this is a time for us to show our, our, our friends who thought that they were socialists, who thought that they were... Uh, dreaming of this government-run utopia because there's a there's a, a faction of the left let's call it joe rogan who now sees what's going on now sees what it looks like when government he's a victim of it so he's got 13 million people that watch his show primarily those are leftists far left those are the people that wanted single payer and all the rest of it this is the greatest opportunity to show them what you think you want this is what it really looks like there's only people. There is no government. There are only people. And the people who hold these positions are whores and scum and fascists. And they stand on a, on a false stage of virtue. This is what it looks like. So be careful for thinking that there is some socialist utopia out here. These are the people who really run the government. And that's, this is the greatest opportunity to show them that. So I share your concerns and I share your joy just so we come to the right conclusion. And we understand who the bad guys are. We're marching to a faster pace. Look out, here comes the master race. The Fourth Reich. And they'll do anything to keep power. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, nice, nice uh, producer's clip Thank there. You. That's my uh, pick tonight, in case you're wondering. That's my pick. <clears throat> That's this is a beautiful movie, just outstanding. Um, the thing about Dinesh D'Souza, though, is he he openly admits that he did break the law. Uh, but the thing that's uh, obviously different in this case is that when these kind of cases occurred in the past, there was a fine and and you paid the fine because he angered the powers that be. I think at the time it was President Obama, and he did a film about it, President Obama. He was made an example of. Now, and now you said it, something that I want to just get your thoughts on, so I'm not going to cut you off. He broke the law. And the law that he broke was an individual campaign contribution that exceeded $2,500. And we are coming uh, off of an election, right? What, what is it, 2900 Yeah, I think what he did, no, what I, no, no, no. I, the number might escape me, but I think what he did is he, he pledged his limit. I heard this interview with him. I don't know where. I can't remember yeah. now. He pledged his limit, but he gave friends. He said, here. I'll gift you money. I believe he said, I'll gift you money, and yeah. you can do this. But the total campaign was, contribution was, no exactly. was under $10,000, the total money he gave. Yeah. Right. But he loaned standing, money to friends. Who, but wait a minute. Who, you're who, standing who, at an election where Mark Zuckerberg gave $400 million plus. Mark Zuckerberg. Where right. campaign contributions and PACs that are sponsored by the military-industrial complex and Big Pharma and all of the people who are reaping the rewards of having the dimwit in diaper whore in office. They give hundreds of millions. But this guy, so it's not a law. It's a regulation that has the power to put people in prison. But yet the law that gets broken when drug-dealing scum who are affiliated with the government in Chicago shoot up people in schools, they rotate out in 72 hours. So which one's the law? And which one is political corruption? But go ahead. Listen, I, 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 I don't think 
I agree. The National no, I know. National, I'm just giving you an example. Uh, admitted it. He said he should have been paid a prom, uh, paid a fine, but it, it, you're right. I mean, who yeah. has the power and how they apply it? And they will come down on us, on us, because I'm us with you and every yeah, other absolutely. classical liberal in the entire world, because we think different. We think individualism. We think freedom. We think freedom of choice. Yeah. And the we FBI, pursuit of happiness. the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, has offices next to Mike Madigan, has offices in Democrat sewers, offices in Washington, where you have the most compromised, proven compromised foreign apparatchik sitting in the White House, and they got their thumb in their ass. And they're pulling 3.4 million un, unapproved data searches on American citizens without a court order. And who do you think they're pulling it on? Democrats? No. They don't only share the same haircuts and the same physique as the Irish mafia in Chicago. They're in on the scam. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate the call. There are no good guys in the story. If there were, this walking embarrassment of a political whore wouldn't be sitting in the Oval Office. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Wear your mask. Take your pills. Now we'll hold generations Kid Rock and Rebind time? That's a good break right there, kid. That's my pick, Gary Rebind. No question about it. So we get a call. We have a Never Trumper who I knew. I know. And I liked him. But he became a Never Trumper and he lost his mind. And he, he, his name is Tom from Deer Park. He used to call. And he just called uh, Honey Bunny. And he said, you know, this is a QAnon show. You know, Tom... And the, the Never Trumpers are searching to, to sleep at night because they know what they did to the country. They know. And they sit on that false, phony area diet. I'm a libertarian. No, you're a piece of garbage. You're the problem. You're as good as a Democrat voter, only you're not in on the scam. So you wallow in this failure, Tom, and all the rest of you Never Trumpers come because you sit there and you be silent as the election was stolen. You be silent as the pedophile scum, Lincoln Project Republican, spit out lies. You be silent. So don't call my show. Don't come on the show. Don't even listen to the show. We'll all feel better. Get over there with the dunce Democrats. Get in the corner, dummy. QAnon. I don't like two people. You think I'm going to be part of a group? QAnon. Some sexually frustrated, never-Trumper Democrat? No, I don't think so. Miles, 294. Yeah, Sean, I don't want to belabor the point, but Dinesh D'Souza, the most egregious thing they did to that guy was to make him go through psychological treatment because he wasn't, uh, you know. The whole thing is egregious. They put him in with gangbangers. They put him in with scum, hoping he'd get his ass kicked. That's what they did. No, but they, but they went and, he went through psych treatment like the Soviets did to the Jewish doctors, the scientists who were dissidents. Aren't we it's all no going through that now? Soviets, for God's sake. You, Miles, you're you're a brilliant man. Aren't we going through that right now? I mean, isn't yeah, this with the, with the new uh, thought police? And not only and that, no, 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 no. It's going after the parents. It's the it's the redefinition of Americanism. I'll show you what I mean. Thank you, Miles, for the call. So. Um, GDP, uh, which is what that's a measure of, measures a couple of different uh, components of economic data, consumption, investment, uh, inventory, and exports. On a, a number of these... Uh, these uh, I love learning economics from a sorority bimbo. 
data components, um, we had very positive signs in this same set of data, including uh, consumption. Consumer spending was up by about 2.5%. Now, here's the thing. Consumer spending is up because the cost of what they need is up. So consumer consumption goes up by 2.5, but inflation goes up by 7. That means it's not only not keeping up with inflation, but you lost 5% of the people that could buy those goods. Although it's, an, it's a number of spending up, it's not a positive. It's, in fact, a diabolical negative. It shows you that's how many people are actually suffering. But it does explain their ABT cards. But this is a re-education for society, for everybody. And, you know, the good news is the Democrats could give a rip. They just want more cheese. But this is trying to tell the people that push back against the feudonomics and the fraud that, that Joe Biden represents, the illegitimate stealing fraud oh i could mean the election or i could mean the payoffs from ukraine or the payoffs from the moscow mayor i could mean the bribery from xi jinping and those chai comps who are really making it up and they're the ones breaking across the border as they're selling fentanyl in our country we just caught chinese guys yeah it's about the border you think this is about mexico no 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 this is the open system for the chinese organized crime that pretends to be a country to destroy the quality of life in this country by hook or crook and drug addiction and murder through fentanyl. And Joe Biden was bribed to do it. And idiots like Tom and Deer Park made it happen, made it easy, because they didn't care about right and wrong. They just wanted Trump out because they hated him. They couldn't even understand the policies because they themselves are what's called useful idiots. On investment, business investment, residential investment, both up uh, as well. And on exports, the number was down. But that is largely because our economy is doing better than many economies around the world. So It's doing better. See, it's, when they do that, it's doing better around the world. You're the prettiest ugly girl at the dance. You're the tallest midget. You're the cleanest piece of dung. That's not how we measure it, dummy. Granted, you never paid for anything in your life that you could work on your feet for. We were purchasing a lot of goods from other countries. There wasn't the same capacity to purchase our goods. That, that, is, uh, that is why that number was, was lower. Lies. Pippi lies stocking. Lies. Let's hear some more from this fraud. She's not a redhead either. On the uh, economy, Austin Goolsby, the former uh, chair of the Council of Economic Advisors under the Obama administration, said that he felt that the president yesterday in his comments about uh, the GDP report was potentially underplaying the risks of a recession. And he pointed to uh, geopolitical conditions with Ukraine, with Russia cutting off gas. To you know what? Do you really want to hear from Pippi Lystocking? Ah, she's a dingbat. She's going to MSNBC. Let's hear from the most successful stock trader in the world, in world history. Let's hear from this genius. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think... Shut up, Mumbles. A lot of American people are dealing with is the economy, and, and we just got the latest numbers. I love when she talks about the economy. It's, it's like Warren Buffett. Is going to have any effect on the 2022 election come November? Well, the... Uh, I think this is an aberration. There are plenty other statistics and and analysis that have said uh, this is a, a, an aberration. And there are many other factors that show that we have growth in our... Who's dumber? Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi is the most successful trader in the history of the stock market. 
And she's from San Francisco, where the quality of life is that of a roach. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. Everybody has their own journey. We have managed to sell this notion that to be somebody, you have to attend certain institutions and you have to have certain degrees rather than have character and knowledge and individuality. It's really a cancer in this country. But this is a cancer throughout history. This idea that self-described intellectuals, be they pseudo-intellectuals or real intellectuals, have a contempt for others that do not share their pedigree of education. This is something that... All other nations embraced this country rejected from its birth. It is why we became the youngest and the richest and the strongest. It wasn't pseudo-intellectual men that built this country. It was men who shared a steep philosophy of the Enlightenment. That philosophy wasn't really taught. There wasn't college the way we know it today. It was a different system. There was a time in this country when the chant in college was better dead than read. When communism and collectivism and socialism was rejected by the people who at that time in the country were intellectuals. That's why we went to war. Every war we've ever gone to, every country we've ever gone to war with, shared the philosophy that now is commonplace in this country. It is in these higher learning institutions that collectivism and socialism and, serv- and to be a servant and a slave is taught. I've always believed that. Lucky, luckily, I rejected it, and it paid off splendidly for my life. The problem is we have too many kids that uh, believe they need to go to college. So when I read Timothy Gordon's synopsis of his book, Don't Go to College, I said, let's get them on. Timothy Gordon, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. And it means so much coming from you because you are a man of letters. You are somebody who studied philosophy. You are somebody who followed the rules as they were told to you. you. You acquired degrees, law degrees, philosophy degrees, and theology, I believe. So tell me why I've been right but can't articulate it to my two college kids who are draining the pocketbook. Well, because college is a Ponzi scheme, it turns out, and Ponzi schemes aren't worth the better's money. That's that's why you're right. I mean, we, we wrote this article, which is the fast and ready version of our book, our book is Don't Go to College, uh, right. in Dr. Michael Robloid. And the the article is Five Reasons Not to Go to College, and it's up on Fox News today. And it turns out, I mean, the economic reasons against going to college are really the weakest ones. You know, the debt or the high right. price you'd pay up front. The, the better reasons are, as it sounds like you're explaining, ideological, but also they're, they're moral and practical, such as... Uh, Habituation being reality, life. the central fact is his habit. Students, when they go from high school to college, are developing horrible habits, 
horrible habits ubiquitously. There's also a logistical fact that might be more condemning than anything, which informs an opportunity cost. Uh, traditionally, and biologically speaking, a human being is most fertile and most prepared to go get married uh, coming out of high school, like Paul and Paula saying 60 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to marry you the, the day that school is through. Oh, come on, and I'm old. The, I remember uh, that song. It's a great song. Actually, we had it on had it on the radio. My kids like the oldies. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful, natural sentiment. It's timeless. It's ageless. That uh, high school students, I, I used to teach high school, they are interested in romance by nature, by biology and by teleology, the way that we're designed. So it's, it's really strange that nowadays kids have essentially thrown up their hands and said, to get a steady boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm talking 17-year-olds, oh, well, this is an exercise in futility. I'm not going to do it because we, quote-unquote, have to go to college uh, for a usually six-year proposition, which interferes with not only their habits, but it's right there as a kind of block in the lives of what 99% of people are going to do. Most, most folks aren't going to go be a Roman Catholic priest and give their lives to celibacy. So it, it ends up being an ingenious plot mechanism by the Marxists uh, to, to really interfere with the happiness and, and to destabilize the life of uh, the moral American. There's another thing that's happened that I've noticed, and that is the maturity level of the kid. The college kids today are so juvenile, so naive, so sophomoric, so unmotivated. And I, I, I say this blankly, I have two kids in college. And I, I, you know, I condemn I, myself for uh, selling this notion that you didn't have to grow up and you didn't have to contribute to your own sustenance in your own life. I throw myself in that mix. But that was part of what society has been doing over the course of the last 30 years. Does it not explain why so many young people support the fantasies, and the lies, and the juvenile uh, uh, philosophy of socialism, of collectivism. I mean, if you really tear it down, it's a fairy tale. The whole damn thing is an absolute lie. But children like lies. We teach them how to like lies. We tell them all about the tooth fairy and the rest of it. We kind of groom them. Haven't we also, to a certain extent, contributed in our own demise? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it... You have to look at it from the perspective, again, of, of the opportunity cost, what, what students who go to college are not getting. The university is an early medieval invention for the imparting to the few, not the many, of uh, Christian Aristotelianism. It's, a, it's not, a practical, not, not the practical sciences that the university was invented to impart, it was the theoretical sciences for the very few who are already uh, of means. So we're talking about uh, theology, philosophy, natural philosophy, which is mathematics, things that are not going to be quote-unquote useful or skills-based. So the university has already descended a great deal to the point where we're, we're making it glory. What it is in America, and has been even before it was woke, was uh, essentially glorified barber college glorified trade school i also have a law degree right so this this um finds itself a, a little bit exempt from some of our our uh 
our most stinging critiques, law degree, med degree, engineering. This isn't really uh, university education in the classical sense of the term anyway. This is glorified trade school. You know, Set these things aside. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then we're asking what the university is really meant to do. Well, it hasn't been done for a long time. So it turns out that it was very, very easy for the left who already played upon, you know, lots of the other institutions that were being stormed um, upon this one institution, which uh, among the seven or eight institutions of culture that they stormed, this is the, the nerve center and controls the other ones like news media and entertainment media. And it already wasn't operating the way it was supposed to operate. So it, it was a very easy transition to make. Uh, and, and now, you know, it's not that shocking a proposition. And it's just a um, big government and, uh, and, and cultural Marxism indoctrination machine. So you having a degree in philosophy and a degree in law, I want to ask you a question that's probably not in your book, but I want to get your take on it anyway. I had an arrogance in this country. I believed that collectivism, socialism, and the philosophy of the Democrat mafia, as I call them now, was illegal because this country was built on the rule of law and that law being natural law and unalienable rights. Philosophically, why is it that you think so many lawyers with degrees in law, hate the idea of individual liberty? Well, it, I don't know. It depends if these ACLU attorneys or, or, or whatever. A lot of, there are a lot of people I went to law school with that, that, that like individual liberty a lot. It turns out, as a philosopher, you look at this term liberty and say, it's been misdefined mainly. I mean, liberty means freedom-oriented at the good and human flourishing, freedom-oriented at morality, and the license, which liberty is often often mistaken for, it's a crude doppelganger, is freedom uh, not oriented at the good. Right. So freedom for its own sake. So if we're, we're talking about liberty in the sense of, you know, Justice Kennedy, who wrote the opinion for, uh, I don't know, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, in infamously bad cringe lines, you know, that basically freedom, freedom is defining whatever you want in your own life, your truth. Um, then, yeah, there's, there's a fair amount that, that subscribe to the, the left and the cultural left, and it's, it's made its way into the cultural center. But there's still a lot of folks that love true, true life, liberty, and property, and, and the, enumer- uh, sorry, the, the enumerated rights tradition. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's the big problem. I think the big problem is that um, when culture means institutions of learning and otherwise have fallen so far afield from the real essence of philosophy, which is to say Aristotelianism, it was just too darn easy for the left to storm the institutions yeah. and to replace the kind of cheap surrogate uh, for, for what the institutions were really supposed to be imparting with something a little bit further to the left. And that's all we're seeing now. Yeah, and they made them is- very profitable. I mean, the money is unbelievable in these little incubators, these hubs of unreality, of, of, of illusion, where they're held to no recourse for the, the, the product they actually are delivering. There is no sense of failure to get paid. You get paid because you're, you're having kids who have given, been given no disclosure financially enrich the very institutions that are harming them, and it seems to be a Ponzi scheme that pays fantastically. 
You mean to the professors, the professorial? To the professors, to the college, to the way in which they have become uh, corporatized and bastardized and very, very, very profitable. Sure. Look, I mean, it's a destabilization campaign, like like Yuri Brezhnev said. Uh, The university in America has been used to destabilize and then demoralize uh, the next generations of American youth. And that's why... You know, the, the Barack Obama is stumbling over himself to uh, universalize university education. It's because it's the more people go, the more efficiently they will destabilize and demoralize America. But I, I want to emphasize some of the aspects that, that um, a lot of right-wingers probably don't already have in their heads, because we have a lot of reasons that uh, Dr. Roglard and I cover in our book for not to go to college. And the problem, the main, the main thing that concerns me is one that people might not be thinking of. It's that college is essentially, essentially groomed, sexualized adult daycare. And even a lot of right wingers will say, well, I want my kid to have the, the typical undergrad experience. If these folks understood what the undergrad experience was, yeah, they hair would fall. probably would it it's sexualized adult daycare. I moved from California to Mississippi when I was canceled by Black Lives Matter out in California. And a lot of my neighbors in Mississippi say, look, man, don't bring that crazy California leftism here. And they happen to be about 10 years older than me. And I say, you're not going to get any of that from me. <laughs> look me up. I'm, I'm far to the right. But you know where you're getting it? Do you have your kids at college? That's and they mean. say, yeah, yeah, man, it's state school, Mississippi State or Old Miss. I'm that's that's the that's the trojan horse they're getting diversity equity inclusion they're getting uh transgenderous nonsense they're getting you know men can have babies they're getting you know christianity and america are evil in the back door at even the the state schools of the reddest state of all 50 that's exactly right so now you've got six kids six so you've had to come up with some alternative you had to create an alternative where good people could maybe log on on the Internet and look up some of your information and maybe you help them teach their own kids, right? I'm assuming you did that, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a classical academy online. Yeah, if you look me up at uh, timothyjgordon.com, that's where that's where we offer about uh, 12, 12 recurring classes, not the standard fare, classical education. I love it. I wanna, I'm going to send it to my kids. I'm dead serious. I'm in a big argument right now with my oldest. And, um, you know, I sent her to what I thought was a great school in a red area. And um, she's it, it's not the philosophy she's losing. It's the it's the lure that so many of the college kids are taking advantage of through this welfare system given in grants and loans and the rest of it. And it's astonishing to me that there are no disclosure laws to given the kids. If you were to sell a kid, an 18 year old house, the disclosure laws for him to take that loan would take hours to explain yet you're preying upon these naive children who want to live in that world of depravity where all they got to do is click a button and sign their name. It's really a tragedy. Right. So I am glad you gave an option, and I, I, you know, I really thank you on behalf of parents who want an alternative. Give it out again. Where can the people go? It's timothyjgordon.com. Go to enroll. we got 12 uh, pre-recorded classes having a sale coming up next week. timothyjgordon.com. Sale next week. Listen. Thank you for doing this for all of us, and thank you for giving an alternative. I truly appreciate your work and your effort. Yeah, thanks a million for having me on today. Don't go to college, people. No, and we're going to have you back.
I had a good time. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. We don't need no education. I do want to continue that conversation, but I have a long-distance caller here. College is where these kids learn this philosophy of collectivism, where they learn to accept being a slave in their own country. We have a propaganda czar, and I'd love to see a, a, a poll of how many kids in college think that that's acceptable in this country because it would explain the support for so many of the atrocities, so many of the, of the foreign policy corrupt deals that this country is going through right now and has been going through for decades. For instance, there's something going on right now in Taiwan. We have Hitachi calling us from Taiwan. So I'm going to get back to the education, but I want to talk to Hitachi. Hitachi, thank you so much for Hello. calling me. I truly appreciate it. Uh, this is my first time on the air for anything like this, but uh, my friend begged me to call because we were. Uh, he said that you had on your show were talking about uh, obviously the importance of uh, Taiwan Semiconductor to the world and uh, how important this island is to pretty much the 21st century. The exactly, rest of the world, and how world, in danger it is here. from the Communist Chinese Party. Exactly. So what is going on? And uh, so um, we, we talked, and he's like, he he said. Uh, I'm begging you. You have to call. You have to call. Oh, okay, I'm doing it. I, I'm doing it now. Thank you for that. And yeah. recently, the Biden bill, um, saying the chip bill, 52 billion U.S. dollars. And I, you know, here on our cable TV, we have obviously the same media everybody else gets, plus uh, more than the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been living here, didn't hear my mom over six years now, and uh, as an Asian, as an Asian American, you can understand like. Uh, how it kind of hurts to see America turn into what every you know everything that's been going on, and I'm just looking at it from abroad. Sure. But uh, as far as the chip maker goes, and the Arizona and the and the Chip Act, you know, the 52 mm-hmm. billion dollars, uh, they're kind of joking about it here on local news, saying that like Taiwan Semiconductor Corporation itself on the fabs located on this island that produced 92% of the most world's most advanced chips that not just go into uh, iPhones, but go into F-35s and to the military technology, not just for our United States, but for China. They're basically, <laughs> you know, both sides, playing both sides, right? Yeah, like the Rothschilds. Yeah. Well, yeah. And when I heard 52 and what people hear, what, what was on um, the news here was like, Taiwan Semiconductor is, you know, has a worth of, I don't know, five, six hundred billion dollars. And they already are investing one hundred and fifty billion dollars in the next couple of years on its fabs here. So how can my only thing and my, my friend was like, what? And I'm like, well, I heard Biden trying to make a big, big deal about fifty two billion U.S. dollars. But that's spread across Taiwan Semiconductor in Arizona, Intel in Ohio and what Samsung in Texas. Yes. And that's only 52. So how can the world's largest contract manufacturer, they're, they're spending three times that of their own money. And you see so another, where, the, another lie. where my friend goes. Another lie. Yeah. Well, listen. And then we don't know what. How's your mother you doing? To call in. Uh, she's all right. Um, not too bad. Uh, things here are okay. Um, but, uh, Is there a and... climate of fear in China? <laughs> Is there a climate of fear? Um, a little bit more. I could I could say a little bit more so after this new president. Um, and also, people were not not so happy. Uh, What's her face 
uh, I'm sorry to say what's her face. No, I can't okay. believe it doesn't matter. Uh, her her name, um, she, uh, she, uh, all of a sudden got sick and she was supposed to come here. Oh, Harris. And, um, Harris, she looks uh, like but, transgendering Joe Camel. Yes, Harris. Was it was it Pelosi? Was that no, Harris. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pelosi. I, no, no, no. You're right. Pelosi was supposed to do the no, Asian no, no. trip. Yeah, yeah. No, so Pelosi was supposed to come to Asia, but then it was it was Lindsey Graham and and uh, and um. I flew in here, and then name that scoundrel um, with then, Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then what I told them was like, yeah, and uh, what? Oh, you didn't hear about um, the sixteen F fifteen long range fighters that were sent from Okinawa to escort them from on their way out of Taiwan airspace to go up to Tokyo? And he's like, I have no idea. And what they were saying was different about these sixteen long range F fifteens is they were fully armed. And they usually you don't have fully armed fighter jets. And who was sending them? America. Time. Who was the escort? Was it American? Yeah. yeah. Uh, American, yeah, yeah, out of uh, out of Okinawa because they were escorting the the six congressmen out of here because Hitoshi, they were. Uh, I have had a sneaky with, suspicion. Taiwan's president. Yeah, we're never getting the right information. We're always getting propaganda. We're always getting redacted facts. I cannot thank you enough for calling me. Okay. You know what? I don't want to hang up on you. I want to send you a sweatshirt. Um. Hold on one second. Let me see. I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you very much. Ray Portage, Indiana. Hi, Sean. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Okay. I was in on your college section, and uh, your screener told me you were familiar with Hillsdale College. Very. I'm a big fan of theirs in Michigan. Me too. Are you familiar with them? In Primus is the pamphlet that they give out every month. I have had one coming to my house for 20 years. I'm very familiar with I think that's a great college. I do. They don't accept one penny of government money, so they don't have to abide by all those crazy rules and courses. Yes, Ray. So, that's when you see a skirt in Hillsdale College. It's on a woman. Thank you, Ray. I went along with you. I you're welcome. I appreciate it. 312 642 If you're on the line, I'm going to get to you. I, I know you all understand I wanted to talk to Hitoshi because we're not getting the right information. Everything the Biden administration has touched is in corruption and chaos, be it Afghanistan, be it Ukraine, be it Taiwan. They're lying when they open their mouth. I'll be back after this. AM 560. The answer. Let's all go to the line. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right. So we're going to do a couple things here. I'm going to give you my movie. It's The Producers. I highly recommend it. It's uh, wonderful music. And then you could decide if you like the Third Reich or the Fourth Reich better. It's still the same plight, the same fight, the same fascism. Uh, a documentary, The Dimming. You're not going to be able to find it in many places, but you can find it on Rumble where you can also find my show. Now, the pseudo-intellectual elites that have been destroying our society through college, I think we're all, was always best exposed, and it's hard to pick, but I'm a big Thomas Sowell guy. I mean, you posit here that they're a group of self-anointed elitists mm. who are responsible for what in America? Well, for much, much of the social policy of the past 30 years and for the disastrous consequences that have followed from those policies. And who are these people? Well, there would be people in the media, in the academic world, and in politics 
uh, particularly those who believe that uh, third parties can make better decisions than people can make for themselves, and particularly when they are those third parties. Uh, I, I think most people who have not been in the academic world would have to see the academics in action to realize how deeply they believe this. I can remember a conference at Middlebury College some years ago yeah. in which they were laying out these plans for how they would manipulate the poor in order to get them to do this, to do that, to do the other. And I said, who are we to be running these people's lives? And they looked at me as if I were a man from Mars speaking a language they had never heard before. Because they view themselves as capable of running everything, and that's why we're in this predicament. So we will wrap it up. I have one caller who's been on the line a while. Mitchell Desplaines. Hey, Sean. Uh, first of all, regarding the uh, education segment, uh, I hate to bring this to your attention, but the bottom line is this. Technology in colleges today with centennials has a dark side. They can't write a check to save their life. No, strike one. Strike two, they have no critical thinking skills. Now, your parenting might, might, be able to overcompensate that, but I doubt it. Because the bottom line is this, okay? It's not a slight on you. I'm just giving you the facts, folks. I know. Okay? I know people that have spent thousands of dollars for their kid's bar tab because the, his Susie and Billy are getting stoned in their dorm room, okay? This isn't 1986. This is 1976. This is not even basically, you know, 2001. You have a race to the bottom because colleges are nothing more than what I call neophytes by basically these teachers to basically justify their income. Mitchell, and there's nothing going on. Because could no, I agree more with you? And I love the call. You know that. I want okay. to let you get it out for the weekend. But now we have to go to movies. Megan Orland Park. Hello, Sean. How are you? Did wonderful, you wonderful. Have uh, you been ab you've been abducted yeah, by Elvin and his I brothers? Got... What do you got going on? Yeah. Well, I'm on the speakerphone. Can you hear me okay? No, in fact, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to have to figure out something with Megan. Michael on the south side. Hi, Sean. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call. No problem. What do you, I, got? Got you always have good stuff. You. you always have good stuff. Go ahead. I have two movies for you. Uh, right. The first is a uh, early 1960s film called Very Diana. It was made by a, a famous Spanish director named Luis Bonuel, and it's the story of a nun um, who uh, is just short of taking her vows, right. and she visits her uncle. The uncle tries to corrupt her. Things get a little awkward. And so there's this theme, this theme of uh, the church and uh, guilt. So oh. it's a pretty good exploration yeah. of those two. I, I was uh, worried issues. for a minute there. I thought it was going to be about Flager and those two brothers and how he walked from that. But go ahead. What else you got? Uh, I understand. And the second is a documentary about the, the 1960s rock group called The Turtles. And the documentary is called The Turtles, Happy Together. And it's the uh, the story of the band and, and their songs. But I thought this documentary would appeal to you because of the business aspect of it. Uh, the documentary talks about how um, the Turtles basically got uh, burned by almost all of their managers and by their record company. Love that story. There's a movie so, that talks about Motown as well. And then if you want, you could always watch an old Sopranos episode, which really tells how so many of these kids got Rob, thank you, Michael, on the south side. I appreciate it very much. Susan Northbrook. Hi, Sean. Hi. Um, thanks. I love your show. Um, my two movies, the first one is The Sting with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Absolutely a, a, a fantastic movie. I love it. What about a documentary? Yeah. Documentary is Spellbound about um, 
kids, there's like half a dozen kids from different parts of the country, different walks of life, who compete in the National Spelling Bee. I love it. Thank you very much. Very good. David and Lancey, I don't have a lot of time, brother. David? Hey, Sean. Uh, my movie is A Fistful of Dollars, Spaghetti Western, I think from the 60s. Sure. Did you see it? Yeah, um, of course. And, and my documentary, yeah, my documentary is, I don't have one, but that's like a documentary because that's kind of what's going on. People going in and creating chaos and then taking the gold. Yeah, you know, he had, had to get a terrible of... joke, and he wouldn't be David from Lansing if he didn't. We'll be back after this with the rest of you. AM560, the answer. Then I saw her face. All right, we got three minutes. By the way, I'm going to have to tweak that sign on my store where it says Biden voters keep out, Irvin voters keep out too. Now, I want you to just give me the title, and we got to move on. We got three minutes. Robert Bloomingdale. Blazing Saddles. Love it. John Glendale Heights. Uh, other people's money. Other people's money. And what's the other one? This old cub. These are good picks, John. Very good. Frank, Arlington Heights. Mosquito Coast. Ice is civilization. <laughs> and Documentary. American Dream on the Hormel Strike of 1985. Great flick. Really Love is. it, Frank. Thanks for taking time, brother. Greg LaGrange. Uh the, the original producers, not the remake, and The Great Escape. Excellent, excellent. Megan Orland Park. Hello, I've got two. Um, can you hear me, by the way? I can hear you much better. Go ahead. Okay, great, great. I've got two to recommend. Um, they're both like um, series. So, so the first one is uh, Black Mirror, kind of like a modern-day um, um, right. Twilight Zone. And the and next one? Then the other one is a best documentary series called not so pretty the ugly side of beauty it's all about the ac- toxic chemicals it, that go no it's an excellent place. series it's about asbestos and makeup it's a fantastic series dave racing wisconsin back to school as long as you got your college theme i like this the triple lindy that's what i call yeah. the biden that's what that that's biden pisaki and harris the triple lindy they all exactly. did all kinds of calisthenics to get into that office thank you very much as you know it's friday and I like to end with meatloaf. I also forgot another series I'm addicted to. It's I'm embarrassed, but you're my family, I can tell you. It's an old series on CBS called Elementary. It is fantastic. I, I'm addicted to this stupid Sherlock Holmes takeoff. I love it. But now it's time to, number one, follow the rules. Stay your, Keep six feet away from Democrats. Make sure they have their masks on so they identify themselves as the roaches that they are. Have a great weekend. Don't watch propaganda. You'll be much happier. And then join me again after the weekend on Monday. In the meantime, let's have a wonderful weekend. And this is one of my all-time favorites. Oh, see, can you see my light? What's so Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the 
best. We miss him. Have a great weekend.